and amen. Amen. God come forth. There is nothing greater in the presence. When we get to the presence of God, we want to hear the word of God. I want us to stay in this spirit, stay in this presence as Brother Benny comes and shares the word tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Worship the Lord as Brother Benny comes right now. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> We've got a smart aleck on the platform. He didn't get up till about three o'clock this afternoon, and he thinks it's morning. <laughs> oh yes, it's so good to be back with you tonight and share these moments. They will pass much too quickly, but uh, what a joy to have been with you today. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew twelve forty two and just, yes, hallelujah, twelve forty two and just hold that spot, hold that spot. We're going to start out in 1 Kings chapter 10. I told you this morning that uh, the Old Testament conceals the New Testament reveals. Pastor Brad, good to have you with us. I met this dear brother in Columbia District Council, and uh, what a delight to have him in service with us today with the sea this morning, I guess, for some. <laughs> but so glad to have you, my brother, and those that are with you. I'm expecting God in this place. I said I'm expecting God in this place. Amen. So good to be with brother and sister Sandifer and share with them and, and his parents this morning and, um, and brother Tommy. We knew him back when. <laughs> we, we've watched him grow through the years and Beth, other than finding Christ, you're the best decision he ever made. <laughs> She's from New Jersey, I understand, and I have so many friends in New Jersey. Really, really do, and uh, love that state, and I preached uh, literally the length and breadth of that state through the years, and so good. Good to meet you finally, and Look forward to meeting those boys. Stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word. The book of 1 Kings. We're, there you go. Come on. The book of 1 Kings. We're going to begin at verse 1. We're going to see some things here in, these, in this passage. But there's a secret passage and if you know where it's at, it's not secret, right? 
I'm not going to ask you how many of you have secret passages in your home, but uh, when we pastored in Columbia, where we were the other day, there was a secret passage from the hall into the bedroom about that big square. I didn't go through it, but my kids did many a time. So I, I want us to look at this passage of Scripture, but then we're going to find that secret passage that it leads us to in the New Testament. Are we ready? 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 1. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels and bare spices and very much gold and precious stones, which he was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all of her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat on his table, and the setting of his servants, and the, attend uh, the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel and cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts, and of thy wisdom. Howbeit, I believed not the words until I came, and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Wow. Turn with me in the book of Matthew now, chapter 12, verse 42, 12 and 42, it's over here somewhere, there it is, we just read about the queen of Sheba, here we go, and the queen of the south, Sheba, shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Here's the revelation. Are you ready? And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. In the Old Testament, we saw the greatness of Solomon, but there was no revelation speaking of what was going to be revealed later. But from the Old Testament, we hear of Solomon, but now we find a greater than Solomon. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that has quickened your word in our hearts and in our presence. We pray now, Lord, that you will speak to us and let us obey what we hear tonight. And I pray, God, that your will will be accomplished. 
these next few moments, let us leave here changed by the power and the Spirit of God. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. The name Solomon is always associated with wisdom. Solomon wisdom, however, was not his own. You know the dream that he had and the prayer that he prayed. The Lord said, I'll give you whatever you will want. Solomon said, wisdom, wisdom. His request for the wisdom and the understanding heart. Let me say to you tonight, friends, what Solomon asked for is available to us in James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. I'm talking about there's a concealing, but now there's a revealing. He will give us that wisdom. Jesus commended the queen coming to Solomon. Jesus condemned the Pharisees by saying, a greater than Solomon has come. Oh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the publicans thought they had a corner on it all, but Jesus condemned them saying, a greater than Solomon is here. Let me ask you, what did Jesus say about himself? First of all, Considering the darkness of the world, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Thinking a man's eternal homelessness, Jesus said, I am the way. Are you with me? Thinking of the need for protection, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Thinking of the fruitlessness, Jesus said, I am the vine. Come on, church. Thinking of the spiritual death, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jonah, Jesus spoke of Jonah and said, uh, he brought to you a message of hope to Nineveh, but he said, a greater than Jonah is in your midst. I'm here to tell you there's a revelation tonight. I want you to meet this Christ that I'm telling you about. I know that you're born again, most if not all of you, but I want there to be a a revealing. Now you might look at my thumb and realize that is not green. I would that I had some of your green thumbs. But we went to the store the other day, my wife and I found, we had been told about a store, in, store and we went, and here's this plant by that name that I can't even say it. It's about 12 cylinders long, and I, <laughs> you'll, that'll, that'll hit you about midnight, and you're going to lose some sleep. But we bought it, and we planted it as best as we could. We put some stuff in the bottom. Then we put some fertilizer in there. Then we put some plant food in there. Then we put some bark, whatever you call that stuff. There was buds on it. And after a while, those buds began, to my amazement, begin to show a little color. And then they they did a little like that, and I thought, whoa, we must be pretty good at this. And then after a while, they began to do like that. And when we left home yesterday, that little bush about this big around was completely ablaze. 
with large blooms as large as my handle. There it was a revelation of color. We had the bush, but now the revelation of color. And I know we've got Christ tonight, but I want you to have a revelation of who he is. I want you to understand who this Christ really is. The scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus spoke to them and said, you have a creed, but I'm condemning that creed. And he reproved them of their blunders. And concerning the Sabbath, Jesus said, you are self-righteous. He unmasked their form of religion. I'm tired of forms. I'm tired of our caffeine-free religion. Let there be a revelation, a revealing of the presence of God. We have played church too long. Let there be a revealing of the presence, the Shekinah glory of God to fill this place. Can I get a witness? Jesus said the Queen of Sheba said of her, he will, she will rise in judgment against you. He spoke of her wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, behold, a greater than Solomon is in your midst. Today, now this is in the assembly of God, Brother Bradley. It's not in the church of God. So I'm not preaching to you folks, but Brother Bradley and I know what we mean here. Too many are following dead theologians and not the revealer of his glory. Let there come a glory revealing. I remember my wife's dad was a pastor, an evangelist, and he preached a convocation in southeast Oklahoma several years ago. We couldn't be there, and when we got back home, I asked him, I said, how was the convocation? And I want to tell you what he told me. And I want some of this for us. And I want you to pray until you get some of this tonight. He said, son, he said, we were having church. Now there's church, but then there's having church. Can I get a witness? Come on. And he said, we, oh, it was good. And he said, they introduced me, and I started preaching. And he said, the glory began to fall. And he said, people stood on their feet and began to shout. And he said, I got ready to step back up to the podium to continue. And, and he said, I, 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 I couldn't really see. And he said, I got my... I got my, my, my hanky out and I cleaned my glasses because I thought they were kind of fogging up. And he said, I got them clean and it still was foggy in that place. And he said, I realized the Shekinah glory of God was filling the house. There was a glorious meeting that night. And ladies and gentlemen, we can have that again. I'm telling you, we can have it again. It does not have to be past tense. It can be future tense. Now listen to the word of God. 
concerning the presence and the res- response of Jesus. Let, it, it, it's silent about some things, but let's you and I do some supposition here. Let us imagine for a moment of what they, those Pharisees might have thought. You speaking of Solomon? He was born in a palace. You were born in a stable. Speaking of Solomon, he resided in the great city of Jerusalem. But you're from the lowly city of Nazareth. Speaking of Solomon, you're a king's son. But you, sir, are a carpenter's son. Speaking of Solomon, he wore royal robes. But you wear only a peasant's garb. Speaking of Solomon, who drank from golden chessels, but you drank with a Samaritan harlot. Solomon lived in a mansion, but you wandered around homeless. Solomon had navies. You didn't even own a fishing boat. Solomon had 14,000 chariots and 40,000 stalls of horses. And you walk by foot in sandals on a dusty road. Solomon dined with kings and queens, but you ate with publicans and sinners. So how can you say, sir, you're greater than Solomon? But a greater than Solomon was in their midst. Are you ready? Jesus was greater than Solomon in his birth. Solomon was the gate of David. But the woman that gave him birth was was sleeping with the king, but had another husband. Concerning his birth, it is written, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Not out of an illegitimate revelation or, or relation, but the virgin shall conceive, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. His birth changed time immortal. Datelines revolve around his cradle. The dates on newspapers, documents reveal his birth. Cornerstones and documents declare his birth. Every calendar you look at, you're reminded of Christ's birth. Stay with me. Are you with me now? Jesus was greater than Solomon in wisdom. Solomon knew who create who cre- uh, who knew cre- about creation. Jesus was a creator. John chapter one verse three: All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Solomon spoke about the stars. Jesus hung them in space. Jesus or Solomon spoke about birds. Jesus attended the funeral of every sparrow. Solomon speaks of the wind, but Jesus ruled the wind and the waves with his words. To the amazement of Queen Solomon fed servants at the king's table. Jesus, however, fed the multitudes with only five loaves and two fishes. Jesus prayed with his hands nailed to a cross. Solomon knew about navigation. Jesus walked on the waters. A greater than Solomon is in this house tonight. 
Jesus was greater than Solomon in sacrifice. At the dedication of the temple, Solomon offered 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. I stood on that holy mount of Moriah some years ago when when non-Arabs were still allowed inside the mosque of Omar, the Dome of the Rock. They showed it to us and they said, here's where Jesus prayed. It was the same rock where Abraham was to offer Isaac. And then they took us around back and underneath, and the bottom of that rock was as high as the ceiling. And I looked up. There was a hole about this size, about this circumference. And the guide said, when Solomon offered those tens of thousands of animals, that blood ran off that rock through that hole down to the Kidron Valley like a river of blood. And he said when the songwriter stood and looked at that, the Holy Spirit began to move on him and he took his pen and began to write, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stains, lose all their guilty stains and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Solomon offered 22,000 and 120,000 sheep. Jesus gave his blood for our salvation. Listen to the poet say, Not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscious peace or take away the stain. But Christ, our heavenly Lamb, washes all our sins away and a sacrifice of nobler name and richer blood than they. If you doubt the greatness of his sacrifice, follow me to Gethsemane's garden. I've stood on that holy site at least twice. I've been inside that tomb. I'm here to declare it's still empty. Glory to God. Glory. Follow him to Gethsemane's garden where he sweated until it was great drops of blood. Follow him to the Sanhedrin kangaroo court and follow him to Pilate's judgment hall where they scourged him and crowned him with thorns. Follow him to the Via Della Rosa where he fell. And an African picked up his cross and carried him. A greater than Solomon is here in sacrifice. 1793-83. There was a slave auction in New Orleans, Louisiana. An olive-skinned teenage girl was brought to the block. What will you give? 1783. The cost began to rise. And finally, it reached $1,000. And everybody dropped out except a very rich plantation owner and an old preacher. 
and it began to rise and rise until finally the preacher bid $1,485. The old Frenchman turned to him and said, you got her cheap. What are you going to do with her? That old preacher said concerning a girl who was 164th African, I'm going to set her free. I'm going to set her free. You see, a man paid that much money for an olive-skinned girl. But I want to tell you, there was a kid down in Sulphur Springs, Texas, that Jesus said, I'll pay more than that. Brother Tommy, that Sunday night in 1957, at that front seat, the blood of Jesus Christ washed away the sins of this 13-year-old. I'm telling you, there's a greater in sacrifice than Solomon. A greater a greater price was paid. If pure gold could have saved, he would have created dozens of worlds like ours of nothing but gold and paid for your sins. But that would not do it. But listen to First Peter chapter 1. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but your own vain Conversation received a tradition from your fathers with the precious blood of Christ. The Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon. She came to see for herself. For you see, Solomon reigned. There was no depression, no, no depression of finances in his land. Every man, the Scripture said, it said under his own fig tree, the people were contented and happy and the glory of the Lord had filled the temple. But even a greater than Solomon is here. He has a kingdom within. But when Jesus sits on the throne of his kingdom, there is no depression. There is no evil. He exports evil. He imports righteousness. He causes man to prosper and be enriched in his heart. You see, the kingdom is made up of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the Queen of Sheba to Solomon asked the hard questions. But a greater than Solomon is here. You see, the new birth, he answered my questions by the new birth of eternal life. He took away my questions about worldliness and took the desire. Immortality, he answered those questions because he has promised eternal life. Let me wrap it up quickly here. Greater than Solomon is with us in his coming here. If you go to that beautiful book of the Song of Solomon, it is very straightforward but also precious. I'd love to take you through that beautiful book. Time will fail to do that. But let me walk you quickly through the vineyard. 
The king has dressed himself in a servant's garb. And he walks through that vineyard and he sees this beautiful young lady. She describes herself as black because of, probably because of sunburn. She was not refined. She had not drank from the finer vessels or eat from the golden plates. If there was such a thing, she ate ate from paper plates and plastic spoons. But she worked very hard and diligently in that vineyard. And that day, just a servant-looking kind of fellow came through. And she was struck by his presence. And they began to converse. And it seemed that they fell in love. And he said to her, I must go away. But he said, I I will be back in time, and I will take you to live with me. And her heart pounded within her. I wish I was strong enough in our language. I am not. But that day came that that servant-looking fellow arrived But he did not show up walking with sandals on a dusty road. He came in his golden chariots. He came with his finest riches. She knew he was coming and she was ready, but she was not ready for what she saw. For you see, that was not a servant boy, but it was the king of Israel that had come to take her to his palace. And I'm here to report to you, ladies and gentlemen, yes, the queen came and she saw, but I'm telling you, the king is coming, and you'll see. He's going to come. Read it. It's in the book. It's in the book. The king is going to sweep us off our feet. He's going to take us. There's going to be a holy resurrection. I'm talking about an ultimate reveal, ladies and gentlemen. The day's coming. We're going to see him coming in all of his glory. We're going to see him and we're going to rise with him. Oh, what a day that's going to be. The dead will wake up. The saints are going to go up. Government, somebody said, are going to blow up, and the devil's going to be locked up. Can I get a witness? The church, the church will come and go with him. He is coming again. Will you stand with me to your feet, please? My wife's coming to the piano. I want us just to stand and lift our hands. A greater than Solomon is in the house. Come on, church. A greater than Solomon's in the house. Lift both hands towards heaven. Let's begin to praise him tonight. Will you do it? A greater than Solomon's in the house. Glory to God, Father. I thank you for this service. I thank you, Lord, for this church. I thank you for the people that are here tonight. And I pray, Lord, that there will be a revealing of the Son of God. Let us see you in your glory. Let us see you in your glory. Now step out from your seats. Come and stand in these altars. And we're going to have a time of praise and worship. We're going to ask the Lord to reveal himself to us. Let there be a revealing of the greater than Solomon.
Hallelujah. Come on, church. I'd like everybody that will to come. Just find a place in these altars and let let the King of glory fill your heart tonight. He's coming soon. I'm telling you, he's coming soon. Let's lift our hands and let's glorify the King. Let's glorify the King. Come on, church. We know, Lord, that you're coming. We know you're coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We worship you. We long for that day to see your face. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We long for that day. We long for that day. We long for that day. We long to see your face, to be in your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He's coming soon. He's coming soon with joy. We'll welcome his returning. It may be night. It may be our noon, we know he's coming soon. Brother Tommy, would you come? Hallelujah. Let's rejoice in his presence. Let's rejoice in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him reveal to you right now. Let him reveal who he is in your life. Who he is in your life. Mm. He is your savior. He is your hope. He is your promise. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your friend. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, reveal your power. Reveal your presence, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, just let him move in your hearts right now. Oh, but pastor, nobody's laying hands on us. Nobody's touching us. Oh, you don't need the touch of a man. You need the touch of the nail print hands. You need the touch of the hands that spread, that spilled the blood, that saved your life. You need the touch of the hand of the man that is one that is greater than Solomon. You need the touch of the man who made the way. You need the touch of the man who formed you, who called you, who prepares you, who saves you, who directs Directs you, who anoints you. Just let Christ, just let Christ, just let Christ do the work. Oh, Hallelujah. 
Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Push through, church. Push through. Push through the thoughts in your mind that say nothing's happening. Push through the thoughts in your mind that say it's greater when somebody lays hands on me. Push through and realize that what you need is the touch of God. It's what we used to call praying through. Praying through to the victory. We we it, it wasn't about a touch. It wasn't about it wasn't about it wasn't about somebody yelling in our ear or laying their hands on us. It was about us getting hungry enough to say, I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna let him. Lord, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself to us. Let us see. Let us see your touch. Let us see your power. believe the Spirit's telling me to say to you what he said to me many years ago. Many of you have heard the story of the night that I wanted God to call me out. And I wanted the man of God to give me a word, to give me a prophecy. And the Lord spoke into my heart and he's speaking to me now to tell you this same phrase. You don't need a man to tell you what I've already told you. You don't need a man to tell me, tell you what I've already told you. You know what God has directed in your heart. You know what God has said in your spirit. Now is the day that we've got to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. 
Now is the time that we've got to understand that it doesn't have to come from the touch of somebody else. There may be a battle coming in your future where there's not going to be an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher or a preacher around to lay hands on you and tell you it's going to be okay. But God says right now, right here, I want you to understand I have spoken into your life. The Lord says, I have given you your answer. Rejoice. 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 Cool about it. It's been revealed. It's been revealed. It's been revealed. Mm. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Brother Benny, thank you so much for your obedience. The power of God comes from the Word of God. The power of God, the power you're looking for, the anointing you need, the healing you need, the salvation you need, the victory you need comes from the Word of God. And when God uses a man like he's used Brother Benny today, to send us and to reveal to us that power. We can walk out of this building knowing deep down in our heart that it's more than an altar. It's more than a service But it's a presence of God that's going to be alive when you're at work tomorrow, when you go to see the doctor this week, when, 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 when your kids finish school and come home. All of a sudden, you're going to understand when nobody's there to lay hands on you, when nobody's singing songs of praise around you, when nobody's speaking in tongues and running the aisles, when there's not a shout, when there's not a yelling preacher around, all of a sudden, you're going to remember that the power and the presence of God has been revealed, not in the hands of a man, not in the message of a pastor, but in the spirit of God in my heart. And our victory comes alive. Our victory comes alive. Thank you for being obedient, Brother Ferguson. I am so honored that you came and shared with us today. He's been somebody close to my family my whole life. It's been a joy to watch it's Benny and Sherry and mom and dad set together. 
I wasn't able to be with them last night at dinner, but my wife said, I just sat back and listened to stories and smiled all night. I got to watch them at lunch today. Some 53 years of friendship. Haven't seen each other in 20-something years. And I watched them pick up and talk as if they had been together all the time. I, 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 I watched them. I watched excitement on all of their faces as they realized that mom and dad drive through Winsfield all the time. Pastor, why are you sharing that at the end of an altar service like this? Because... God puts people in your life. And you may think they're gone. You may think you, you haven't seen them in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. But God brings them back. And if there's ever been a picture of that, it's been Ira and Paulette Sandifer and Benny and Sherry Ferguson. His dad mentioned this morning over and over and over again, they wound up 30, 45 miles apart wound up in towns where they drive through and see each other over and over and over again through at least three states. Why? Because God knows what we need. Sometimes it's a brother. Sometimes it's a sister. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes it's a touch. I don't know, I guess the best way I know to say it as I close is God's got this. God's got this. I know you've never heard that before, but God's got this. He's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you. As we close tonight, I want you to make sure that you shake Brother Ferguson's hand, Sister Ferguson's hand. Hug their neck. Let them know how much we love and appreciate having them come and um, uh, how, how appreciative we are that they, they have sown into this church. And, uh, again, thank you, Pastor Bradley, for being here. Um, I agree with you. It feels like you're at home. It just seems natural to see you. It just, it, it, I take such pride and, and forgive that word. Take such pride in Pastor Bradley. See, I know a lot of people that hear the story of Pastor Bradley and me. And they look at me and they go, oh, how did that go? I said, what do you mean how did that go? A church that was dying is alive and well. A man that I poured into for three years is now pouring into others. I've watched as he's picked up phones and called me and encouraged me, and I've picked up the phone and called him and encouraged him. And every time I hear a report from Turning Point, I don't care if it had been halfway across the country or halfway across town, I'm excited to see what God's doing in your life. I'm excited to see how God has proved the word true. We're stronger together. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Brother Benny. Let's stand together. Pastor Bradley, come and close us in prayer.
I mean, isn't, isn't that good? Church, isn't it good? Amen. You're not going to get a third sermon. <laughs> you guys are like, that's when you say amen, right? Hey, for real, every time you come expecting, God's going to deliver. Pastor, thank you for the word tonight. Pastor, thank you for just, you know, everything that you do. Hey, he loves God and he loves people. Amen. And so let, 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 let's, let's continue in prayer. God, we just thank you, Lord, right now. God, we thank you for every word that was spoken tonight. God, the time of worship, Lord God, as we prepare our hearts, we just lift praise to you, Lord God. We just pray that you bless your people tonight, Lord. God, I pray blessings upon their families, Lord God, upon their children, Lord God, their their relationships, Lord God, for, for those that are unsaved in their lives. God, we call out on their behalf, Lord God. Save their souls, Lord God. God, let them go on to glory with us, we pray. God, I pray your blessings upon Souls Harbor, Church of God, Lord, here. God, use it, Lord God, in a mighty way. God, bless your people. God, use him. Send them out, Lord God, for your glory's sake. God, bless Pastor Tommy and Sister Beth, Lord God, that you just anoint them, Lord. Continue to use them, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord. And we receive it tonight, Lord. God, we receive your blessings in our lives. God, we receive your word into our hearts, Lord God. God, let us not only be hearers, but doers of your word. God, bless your people, God, and we receive it all in your mighty name, Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly, tell somebody you love them, everybody, God loves them, you're dismissed, amen.